What's crack? Big dose. Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the headquarters. New headquarters. You can see a little bit bland over here. Put no salt and pepper, no oregano on it. I realize I'm, I don't lack enough awareness to understand that we haven't put out videos this week. All right. Just got a bike from Miami. You know how that should be. And uh, we've been working very hard on the draft guide, putting all the fantasy player outlooks in there, bdge.store. Every single fantasy relevant rookie will have a full profile on them. Most of that shit was filled out prior to the NFL draft. But now that we know the draft capital, we know the landing spot, we, uh, we break down a section for what you should do with each player in rookie drafts, dynasty startup drafts, and season long. Rookie dynasty got available right now, bdge.store. So what we're going to do today is run a quick Superflex rookie mock draft. I know a lot of y'all jumped right into your rookie drafts. As I said, pre-NFL draft, I like to wait a minute. I like to simmer down, mostly because I got a lot of shit to do in the week, in the week leading up to the rookie mock draft. So like the NFL draft happens, and I got like 78 things to do. So I do for work. Talk about fucking rookies and fantasy football. So I got a lot of work to do. This year in particular, since we were traveling and we were in Miami, and I'm moving into a new apartment at the same damn time. Who's the, who's the dude who sang that song at the same damn time? Was it Chief Keef? Was it Chief Keef? Am I my Chief Keef shit right now? I've got a lot of shit going on at the same damn time. So the content has been lacking right now, but it's about to pick bike up. I promise you. So we're doing a 12-team Superflex rookie mock draft. I'm sorry if my roommate keeps running back in the bike round. I don't know what's happening anymore in my life. Uh, tight end premium. I'm going to post this into the Discord ASAP and fill up the spots. So... If you want to be in these mock drafts, make sure you join the Discord, which is patreon.com forward slash BDGE. We're live on YouTube. We're running a 12-team rookie mock super flex tight end premium. I'll get the first crack at the spots. I'm going to grab the, uh, I don't know, the 105. How's that sound? I actually kind of liked it last time when I was when I was uh, not even in the draft. When I was not, oh, of course, FB God gets in there. FB God was in Miami with me. The full vlog is coming soon. Don't you worry. Um forget what I was saying, but we're going to do this draft. I'm going to, I'm going to jump into some YouTube Q and a, let me put myself on the screen down there. So y'all can see what's going on. We got FB God. We got Woo Cub. Where, where are you people at? J Cray. There we go. I'll throw this on Twitter in a little bit. If we don't get that, if we don't get that nice, nice engagement going on. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's hop over to Twitter. And we will be updating all the ADP this week as well once we jump into a bunch of mock drafts, which are also available via Discord. Uh, we hope to get Rookie as well as Dynasty Startup ADP into the draft guide as soon as possible. 12-team, super flex, super duper flex. I might have to take my damn shirt off. Tight end premium. Rookie mock. How many spots we got left before I tweet this out? Oh, we got five spots left. One, two, three, four spots left. This shit about to fill up in about two seconds. Let's bring the chat up and see how everyone's doing. How's everybody doing? How's everybody's NFL draft? Like in the new headquarters? Yeah, you ain't seen shit yet. I actually ordered a cool little background backdrop here. It's like, it's multi-flavored. It's multi-colored. Straight from a fucking Amazon rainforest type wood 
backdrop background kind of shit. So we're going to have a cool thing there. I ordered a little neon retro welcome bike sign. It was chill. Oh, shit. You guys are watching me. Watch me on YouTube. That's all sorts of fucked up. All right. We are filled, baby. We are filled. We are ready to mock. We're ready to fucking mock. Who ready? Who ready? I need to I need to start giving out some custom emojis to my Patreons and my, uh, my Discord peoples. So fun fact, real quick before we start, if you're trying to do this with your friends, the draft settings to do a rookie mock draft. You want to do Dynasty, Linear, all right? You don't do snake drafts and rookie drafts. 12-teamer, however minute, however much time you want. Rookies only. Save settings, update it. Roster settings is important. Put one person for each position. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Do not do four flex spots because if you do four flex spots, what's going to happen is when you come back down here to look at players, they're all going to be jumbled into the same exact list. All right? We ready? Let's run this shit. Ah, Senate got in. No, he didn't get in. Beautiful. Begin draft. FB therapist. You own a clock. So this should come as no surprise, but just like the NFL draft, Trevor Lawrence going to go 101 in every flex, every super flex draft. Noah at the 102. Probably going to try to piss me off. Mm -mm. Najee Harris. 102 goes to Pittsburgh in the first round, 24th overall. I'm going to make a, uh, I'm probably going to make a video specifically on Najee Harris and his landing spot because I absolutely think it's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. He's going to be going borderline first round in, in season-long drafts, and I don't know if he can get high enough in rookie or or, uh, or dynasty startups. All right, so we have Trevor Lawrence, Najee Harris at the 102, Trey Lance at the 103, Justin Fields at the 104. Not unexpected. I think this is probably how you're going to see the start for most drafts, and this is where it's an easy smash on Jamar Chase for me. Best wide receiver in this class by a long shot. Really good landing spot, obviously. Teaming bike up. With the homie Joe Burrow, as you know, they had a historic, a historic 2019 season together at LSU. Joey Burrow broke records. Jamar Chase broke out and put up a, a quick 20-tud spot um, at the receiver position. He's just an elite prospect in every sense of it. He's athletic. He's got the production at an early age in college. What happens with T. Higgins? I don't give a fuck. He's the alpha there. I still like T. Higgins, but Jamar Chase is the easy spot there. If you need a quarterback, I can understand if you want to fuck around and go with Zach Wilson, but I definitely would not do so. Kyle Pitts at the 107. Javante Williams at the 108 gets interesting because Javante Williams just got drafted above Travis Etienne, and we rarely, if ever, saw that in uh, super flex drafts, rookie drafts prior to the actual NFL draft. So Javante Williams goes to Denver. They traded up to get him in the second round. Travis Etienne did not need to get traded up to uh, in order to get picked in the first round. So he gets dropped in the 25th spot. To the Jaguars, I hated the pick. I hate it for fantasy. I didn't like it for real life. Urban Meyer is just a guy who likes to get all of his weapons involved often and in ways that we do not like for fantasy. You go back to Percy Harvin. It's it's all these players in college that like could be good at their at their normal positions, um, but he just chooses not to use them that way. I'm afraid they they draft Travis Etienne to be more weapon than actual workhorse running back, and that's where the problems come into effect okay because Travis Etienne can he catch a lot of passes yeah Trevor Lawrence a rookie what's he gonna do when he needs to be comfortable drop it off to someone with a familiar face who is that that's Travis Etienne okay so would I be surprised if he caught 50 50 passes um his rookie year honestly no I wouldn't would I be surprised if he averaged more than eight or nine carries a game that's where shit comes into play and gets a little out of focus like a shitty camera lens the Jags backfield is out of focus and I don't like it he's probably going to be overdrafted in season long because we're going to shoot for upside but here's here's the problem 
homies, right? I, uh, I kind of liken this to the Detroit situation last year, more so the Travis Etienne and DeAndre Swift comp, where we, where we want the talent to win out, but it just won't happen. And I'm way more nervous about James Robinson getting work than I was about Adrian Peterson getting work last year. And that should tell you something, because James Robinson's good as fuck. James Robinson is a very, very good running back. One of the best, if not the best, undrafted free agent rookie seasons of all time. Over 1,400 yards from scrimmage. And now you're going to tell me, and now you're going to tell me we're going to use a first-round pick on a running back. Just just awful, awful um, distribution of draft capital. All right, so after Travis Etienne, I'll get back to him in a little bit. We have Devonta Smith at the 110. We have Mac Jones at the 111. Jalen Waddle, 112. Elijah Moore at the 201. Rondell Moore at the 202. Rashad Bateman, 203. That is so fucking juicy. I hope I have the 203 in every draft. Trey Sermon at the 204. I just literally finished up writing his rookie profile in the draft guide, bdge.stow. Not stow, store. Type it in correctly, please. And uh, and it, it's an interesting landing spot, which I'll get into in a second because I am on the crook. So the tight ends this is a tight end premium. Kyle Pitts is off the board. Top five quarterbacks are off the board. No one I really care about. So it's a pretty easy pick for me. It's Terrace Marshall. He is a tier above almost all of these other wide receivers, in my humble-ass opinion. Uh, easy smash spot right there. You have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore in Carolina. Robbie Anderson's contract is up at the end of this year. So that means Terrace Marshall could step right into the quarterback or the wide receiver two, if not the 1A to DJ Moore's 1B role next year. He is a little bit more of a raw prospect. I understand that, but the upside is there. When you're a raw prospect, you probably got to learn a little bit. And that's what's going to happen in Carolina this year. He gets to learn a little bit for uh, behind two guys that bring very, very opposite skill sets, but still run a very versatile route tree, just like Terrace Marshall did in college, right? He lined up outside in 2019. He lined up in the slot in 2020 exclusively, very much like the Justin Jefferson path to the NFL. And now you have DJ Moore, who is a yak guy. He can line up in the slot. He can line up outside. You have Robbie Anderson a deep threat. So he's going to learn all different aspects of being an NFL wide receiver from two guys that cover just about every aspect of being an NFL wide receiver. So I love the landing spot for Terrace Marshall. Trey Sermon, man, he was, uh, you know, I was on record many, many times in the weeks leading up to the NFL draft. Trey Sermon was usually getting picked from the 210 to the 302. And I said that was by far and away my favorite, my favorite pick, pick my favorite Puka Williams of rookie drafts. Because he was just, I just loved the talent. I love what I saw on film. And then he tested really well from a burst and agility standpoint. He had the size. He has the workhorse size. And then the Niners trade up and grab Trey Sermon in the third round. And everybody's lost their fucking shit. Everybody's lost their shit. And it's uncalled for. It's uncalled for. Because now we can't get Trey Sermon anywhere. This is the, this is like the farthest I feel like he will drop in rookie drafts. I feel like I saw um, Mike, uh, our very own Mike Me Up as well as uh, Ray GQ tweeting that some people are taking, this 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 actually happened, Trey Sermon in the first round of rookie drafts. And uh, that's where I cross the goddamn line. That is where we draw the damn line and we don't cross it, okay? Take back, take back what I just said. Third round picks, third round, these third round running backs, just like Keyshawn Vaughn last year, Trey Sermon much more talented than Keyshawn Vaughn. They, they're, they're, they're a problem. They're a problem for people. Because we are so thirsty for running backs that we start to move up the guys that are outside of the first tier that deserve it of being in the first round, that we start to reach up for these other guys. Third round draft capital gives you a chance to compete for the positional, for, for a role in the offense. That's what it, it gives you a good chance to compete for a role in the offense. What you do with it, how talented you are, that's up to you. That's what happens when you get onto the field. But Trey Sermon, third round pick, Mostert is still there. 
uh, Jeff, Jeff Wilson, Wayne Gallman, and then they take Elijah Mitchell, right? One of my favorites in the sixth round. So there's a lot of competition there. What I will say is almost all those guys are on their contract here. Mostert, Wayne Gallman. I'm not sure what Jeff Wilson's deal is, but those guys will be gone. So Trey Sermon could take over as early as next year. What happens this year is Roheem Mostert's skill set is so different than everybody else's that he'll force his way onto the field. We've seen him be one of the most electric players on the field when he can be on the field for a long time now. And that's what makes me a little bit nervous with Trey Sermon. It's one of these guys that's like, it's like, you don't know what you're going to get, but you love clicking. You love clicking the draft button on them because you, you, there's this hypothetical upside. I do think it very much exists, but you have to make sure that you you factor in the risk. Like when you start taking dudes like Trey Sermon above first round picks, like like Terrace Marshall behind him, much safer pick. Probably a much better player overall. I'd probably take a guy like Deami Brown above Trey Sermon. I'd probably take eh, borderline Kadarius Tony. Probably eh, not Kadarius Tony. We ain't going to go that fucking far. But listen, Trey Sermon probably went around where he should go, maybe a couple picks earlier than I would have taken him. But do not start reaching for Trey Sermon in the first round, please, just because you want a running back. He lands in San Francisco, whatever, whatever, whatever. Let's check out who else we got on my draft board. After uh, Marshall, I am on the clock, so Kylan Hill. It's, it is ugly out here. Jamie Newman, Eamon Book. I can't believe the Saints took Ian Book. I feel like I feel like they're literally, you know, teams take quarterbacks, like sit behind other quarterbacks. Um, I feel like Ian Book is literally just sitting behind. He's like a shit version of Taysom Hill. Okay, so we're on the clock in the third round. Man, there is no running backs that I like here. Elijah Mitchell, same deal with Trey Sermon, except he's picked three rounds later. Kylan Hill stinks. And they have Aaron Jones, Ramondre Stevenson. I, I could imagine them cutting Sony Michelle, but he still has no path to play time. Josh Palmer could be Mike Williams' replacement. Daz Newsom, I just I don't like that player at all. Des Fitzpatrick looks kind of exciting. Uh man, this is ugly. I kind of like Tylen Wallace. He's like my favorite player on the actual list. Could go with Anthony Schwartz because he has the best draft capital. Once you start getting down down the list and you really don't know about most of the players, or uh, you don't have a big differentiator between the players. You can kind of go with draft capital. That that's a a decent a decent um, that's a decent tie break for me. I mean, Tylen Wallace lands in like the absolute fucking worst situation. I got I got to watch a little bit more Justin Palmer uh, Justin Palmer tape. See what he's about, or Josh Palmer tape, but see what he's about. But I'm gonna grab Josh Palmer there and trust and trust some of the people, some of the podcasts that I've listened to over the last couple of days. It's one of the few guys that I haven't got around to actually watching tape on and doing a write up on. Um, and I fucking hate it, to be honest with you. I hate Josh Palmer. I hate everything about that pick. I already regret it. Pick Chuba, you fraud. This is a pretty sharp draft overall, though, in terms of where players should be picked. So we have Michael Carter at the 2-6. Uh, this makes sense in terms of running back rankings. I think everybody will pretty much have it. Najee, some variety of Javante Etienne, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter. Everybody else, man. This is what I was trying to tell you all in the video I made a few weeks ago saying the 2021 running back class stinks. They all tested terribly, and then they all got drafted. All the guys that could have, right? This is what happened is like most of the skill players in this rookie draft, this rookie draft becomes terrible because all the guys that we were kind of excited about that were like middle ground, you know, we had the uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. We had the Deami Browns. We had the Amari Rogerses. We have the uh, Tylen Wallaces, right? Those guys that, that probably should be going in the second round or so. Bad draft capital or bad landing spot. Same thing with the running backs. All of the running backs fell. Gainwell, Elijah Mitchell, even Chuba Hubbard, if he had a good landing spot, you can get excited about. Ramondre the God Stevenson. Javion Hawkins goes fucking undrafted, comes to my Atlanta Falcons. I actually talked about how uh, 
forget what video it was, but I thought uh, Chuba or Javon Hawkins would kind of be the perfect supplement to Mike Davis, and it ended up happening. But listen, all of them lost draft capital, and it became a a, a huge value hit to this entire rookie draft. So whereas like you know grabbing up a bunch of mid to late round second round picks is always advised. Always throw your second round picks into into trade situations. Kind of backfired this year. Kind of backfired this year. And uh, there were a few guys that went a little higher than we had expected. This guy on Minnesota, I don't even know what the fuck his name is, to be honest with you. Uh, Elijah Mitchell drops down board. Shuba Hubbard drops down board. Tutu Atwell just an absolutely, absolutely ill-advised, disgusting, disgusting, embarrassing pick by the Los Angeles Rams. This is something I tweeted out um, a couple days ago after the pick. It was about the Rams drafting wide receiver. Here's what's going to happen, because people are going to get to the you know the mid third round the late third round and be like I don't know who to take so I'm just gonna go ahead and take uh, Tutu Atwell because he got the draft capital. Here's what I will say to that. Here's what I will say to that. Wide receivers drafted by the Rams in the second round or earlier since the year 2000: Donny Avery, Brian Quick, Tavon Austin, Van Jefferson, and the newly acquired to this group that I would want nothing to do with Tutu Atwell. All right. So say what you want about draft capital, but that draft capital doesn't mean shit if you don't know how to evaluate players to know that they're worth that draft capital. Okay. That's the problem. All right. We are bike on the clock. And this is where I'll take my boy Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. Fourth round, you finally get to take somebody that you like. Uh, I think Sony Michelle, <coughs> I think there's just as good of a chance, right? They did not renew his uh, fifth year contract player option, player exercise option. Terminator, Contractor, Projector, Optimizer, Algorithm. I forget what the actual word it is for it. But Tony Michelle ain't coming bike next year. He might not even be there this year because he has stunk. So Damian Harris is going to be the lead back. There's a chance. Ramondre Stevenson is much more versatile than what Sony Michelle brought to the field. Okay, I think Ramondre Stevenson is just as good as a runner, uh, but he brings more pass-catching upside. So there's a chance Stevenson cars out a role, and I liked him as a talent prior to the draft. Obviously not the best landing spot because it's just a shitty offense overall, but they're going to get some players back on their offensive line that were out due to COVID. So that's a little bit of an increase for the run game. And uh, I like Ramondre here in the fourth. I like Ramondre here in the fourth. And that will wrap up my team. Yes, T-Rock, would you say? Keeney Nwangwu is the running back. Amir is the wide receiver Minnesota drafted. Yes, uh, if you guys don't know about this guy, Keeney, I did his player write-up in the Rookie Dynasty Draft Guide, bdge.store is where you can get it. He is a wildly athletic, a very, very athletic running back at Iowa State that literally has not played at all. He's been there for five years. Five years. One of the most athletic backs in the class. Doesn't play, didn't play at all because he's been behind David Montgomery for a couple of years. Immediately when David Montgomery left, he's behind Brees Hall. Brees Hall is next year's RB1. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Don't come at me with all that spiller shit. Don't come at me with that sh- shitty running back from Notre Dame. Whatever his name is, I don't even remember what his name is. That's how forgetful he was on the field. So he's been sitting behind these two studs, and uh, I would be surprised if he listen. If if you can't produce at the college level, I don't care who you're behind. Then uh, then you're not going to do that. What what makes you think you're going to be better at the NFL level against much better talent? Like every time that you're competing, on, you, you couldn't beat out anybody in college. Now you're in a backfield, and the depth chart is all NFL players. Okay, you, you ain't beating sh- fucking nobody out. All right, so Keeney Nawagawara Wara Shola. Don't draft his ass. Eh, maybe at the end of the fourth round or something. Chris Evans, speaking of the end of the fourth round, and Jamar Jefferson, bike to bike here to round out B-Weeds and T-Rocks draft. 
Uh, Jamar Jefferson, I mean, after his pro day, the guy had basically no chance to fucking succeed in the NFL. They did just cut uh, on Johnson today. So RIP to anyone who had him on their fantasy team. Jamar Jefferson, though. Jamar Jefferson. And guys, we're going to get to some Q&A after the Superflex draft is done. I just want you guys to see the full board. Again, we are compiling a bunch of mock drafts right now where uh, you guys will, uh, will be able to see the ADP and the draft guide. Again, bdge.store. Uh, we're running a bunch of these in the Discord channel. Uh, so you will get more accurate ADP, not just a one sample size. So we have Jamar Jefferson, who I don't know what he's going to do in Detroit. Um, but, you know, if they don't have Adrian Peterson, they don't have Karrion Johnson, he can carve out a secondary role. He's an explosive player, but DeAndre Swift should take 87 carries there, which you love to see. Chris Evans is a player from Michigan who I think has a lot of upside. I like Chris Evans a lot. I think I don't think he's like a very sneaky pick anymore to be like a sleeper running back. But if he's going at the end of the fourth round, I mean, listen, they're out of uh, the Gio Bernard sweepstakes. And really all they have is Joe Mixon. They say he's never going to come off the field, but I feel like they say that every offseason. The comp is good, man. Damian Harris, if you look at his athletics, uh, the speed score ain't great. But like I said with Trey Sermon, if you are big, if you have size like he does, 5'11", 211, the NFL is far more concerned with your burst and your agility, your 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 capability to make guys miss in the short field, your your, your chance of picking up 5, 8, 10 yards as opposed to picking up 50 yards. Like That's very, very rare that an NFL player can do that. Um, so the production is not what you want to see, but from a uh, from an athletic size standpoint, like Chris Evans has what it takes to carve out a role in the NFL for show. Then we have Seth Williams, disaster in the sixth round, I believe. Daz Newsome, I absolutely hate that pick. I, I hate Daz Newsome. I think he's just this was Jay Search literally just took three wide receivers that I feel like I want zero zero part of. Jay Search, you need to go uh, search your fantasy sources. Come back to me with something new. Ian Book stinks. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick is someone I need to look a little bit more into as well because I didn't know much about him prior to the Titans drafting him. But you look at the Titans fucking wide receiver depth chart. And it is it is it is. Alexis, Texas, holes wide open. 6'2", 202. Good speed score. Eh, eh. Breakout age. Yards perception, a big playmaker. I don't know. Ah, we'll watch some tape and get, get bites you on that. Uh, let's, let's jump into the chat. Let's jump into the chat and see what kind of Q&As we got. We're bike, YouTube. What's good? Yeah, don't disrespect Kyron Williams. Yeah, Kyron Williams is like this 200-pound running back. He's like Michael Carter. Listen, like let's not let's not fucking act like he's the next coming of uh, of Ahmad Bradshaw or Ray Rice or something like that. He's not good. Really good draft. Thank you, Josh. I know you're talking about me and not referring to the comment that you had before. Steelers still have Anthony McFarlane. Yes, I, I'd imagine Anthony McFarlane would be like the change of pace back. He 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 provides a little bit more explosion than Najee Harris does, but it's Najee Harris's backfield to own, bro. He's going to be an absolute stud this year. Is James Conner the Cardinals RB one by the end of the year? Uh, listen, I think I think this I think this um, I think this signing of James Conner is a lot more detrimental to Chase Edmonds than people are than people are giving him credit for. Like, here's the thing. What, who, what's the difference between James Conner and Kenyon Drake in their careers, right? They're not, from a talent level, them two are not much different from each other. So my question becomes, my question becomes, why the fuck haven't y'all hit the thumbs up button? We have 142 people watching and only one thumbs up. That's all we have right now, unless this is just super delayed and I need to hit the refresh button. The question becomes, for real, 
Um, since James Conner and Kenyon Drake are pretty much on the same talent level, I don't see why James Conner wouldn't have a pretty significant role, right? I don't think he's going to be Kenyon Drake role last year because Kenyon Drake was legit getting like 18 touches a game. James Conner won't get that, but if he's getting 12 to 14 touches a game, that's going to hurt Chase Edmonds a lot. I think Chase Edmonds will have a pretty similar role to he did last year where he takes a lot of the pass catching work, which who knows how, uh, how, um, great that will be for fantasy because they did, they did add Rondell Moore to the equation. So he's going to be taking some snaps from the bike field. He's going to be getting a lot of those short dump off kind of plays. So, uh, so yeah. And, and he'll get a lot of the goal line work as well. So it, get, it gets messy there. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think, I think buyer beware on Chase Edmonds for sure. If I own him in dynasty, yeah, I'm happy about it, of course, because you kind of just lucked into a guy who probably won the NFL draft, but James Conner is definitely not nothing there. Who should I go at the 2-2 in one quarterback, 12-team PPR? I don't know if Michael Carter will be there. Yeah, I mean, it's very – I can't really tell you that without knowing who is on the board. You can just go by our rankings, though. Our rankings are up in our draft guide. They are updated post-NFL draft. Uh, Mr. Mike Meup has taken over full control of BDGE's dynasty and rookie rankings, so he works very hard on those. Those are posted, uh, available to Patreons. They're available to his Patreons, patreon.com slash ourpack. If you just want the rankings, that's where you go. If you want the entire draft guide where we're breaking down every fantasy-relevant player, um, what you should do with them are rookie drafts, startup drafts, season-long drafts, all going to be in there, bdge.store. What would you trade the 101 for? Uh, assuming this is super flex, this is a good year to trade. This it's, it's obviously a good year to have the 101, but it's a great year to trade the 101 as well because you don't see many, many years, right? There are... There have been a handful of years, probably over the last five, six, seven years, Saquon's year being one of them, where there is a tier that's not even close to the other tiers at the 101. We get it with Trevor Lawrence this year. So that means like your trade value for that pick is as high as you're ever going to get from the 101. That being said, if you need a fucking quarterback, just take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, if I were to move this pick, if I were to move Trevor Lawrence, think about where you're drafting Trevor Lawrence. If you're in a startup dynasty draft, he's going right now... Um, probably between like the 107 and the 110. So think about what you're trading those types of players for, right? Think about what you're trading a, uh, a, a Dak Prescott at. Think about what you're trading. Like I've seen Saquon fall to the 108, 109. What are you trading Saquon for? You're trading him for a lot. You're trading him for at least two early first round picks, probably another player or something like that. So yeah, they, think about what you do dynasty startup wise. Think about where the players are going in the actual draft itself and dynasty startup drafts and then use the trade value from there. Ryan Tannehill trade value twelve team superflex PPR. I really like Tannehill in Dynasty. I mean, he's he, like you might think of him as like an olderish player, but for quarterbacks, he's not old. He's on his contract extension. He's tied to arguably one of the best young wide receivers in the NFL in AJ Brown. Listen, I know like Corey Davis and Jonu Smith are gone, but one, Jonu Smith did almost nothing for him last year. Two, if your quarterback is relying on Corey Davis for his fantasy value, you've got bigger problems, and I don't think either of those are that big of a problem. Yes. Yes, they might be a little bit more uh, less efficient this year, so I'm not as high on Ryan Tannehill coming into this year as I was last year. Plus, they're losing Arthur, Arthur Smith, who was fantastic with them running play action. But Ryan Tannehill, listen, his value in a super flex league, I think, should be very high. He's he's a guy that I'm not I'm not trying to get rid of. I'd be fine with him as like my QB one there. Buy, hold, sell T Higgins. Definitely time to buy right now because Jamar Chase. Can't wait to draft Tebow this year. That makes you an animal. 
Should I trade my second, third, and fourth this year for next year? Uh, I I don't know. I would need more context behind that shit. If, if it's a late second, yeah, there's not much. I, honestly, there's not a ton of value this year in second, third, and fourth rounds pick. But I'm also not really into Devi. I don't do Devi. I don't play Devi. There are guys that are better at Devi than myself. So I don't know the class that well yet. It's crazy that I'm even, like, the fact that I can even talk about that question for a second. I came into this game, I came into the motherfucking game as a redraft guy, a season-long guy. Now I'm out here talking about Brees Hall. Fuck out of here. Your draft was the Zach Wilson of mock drafts. So the savior of New York City, thank you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do we got here? 102, one quarterback, Etienne or Javante. Kind of like the long-term situation of Javante. I like Jamar Chase over both of those players. But in straight dynasty, I like Etienne more over the long term. Don't reach on Carter just because he's a starter doesn't mean he's worthy of being a first-round pick. Yeah, Michael Carter, if, if I had that whole spiel about Trey Sermon, it goes double for Michael Carter. If I don't think Trey Sermon belongs in the first round, then Michael Carter is behind him in his rank in my rankings for him. So definitely not him. Thoughts on Gaskin? I believe he will be overdrafted. I like him this year. Like if you have him on Dynasty, you hit the jackpot, and it's a really nice feeling to have. You'll probably have a strong flex or maybe an RB two for a while. I have a little bit less confidence that he remains like the workhorse starter over the course of the season. So if he starts getting into that like, you know, back end third, early fourth round range. I am out. Hmm. Man, I'll tell you what, like I used to I used to dislike season long Q and A's. Like I used to dislike sit starts kind of shit. Dynasty Dynasty Q and A might be ten times worse. I didn't think it can get worse than sit start Q and A's. But the problem with Dynasty is you just get like first of all, there's like ten aspects to it, right? You got all the player names. So usually in Dynasty, the trades are a lot bigger. In season long, it's usually like one for one or one for two. In Dynasty, there's always like seven players involved. So that's number one. Number two is there's always weird, unique settings. So every time you talk about a Dynasty League, you got to talk about is it super flex? Is it one quarterback? Is it tight end premium? Is it double tight end? Is it triple tight end? Is it fucking, do we start six running backs and one wide receiver? There's just, the settings are out of control. So there's the settings that go into it. And then there's the picks. Then it's like, there's the picks and there's the picks for multiple years. This shit is out of control to think of while you're on the fly. So you'll be like, yo, can I trade player XYZ in a super flex startup rookie tight end premium league? I know that didn't make sense. Just bear with me. 
and the 104 this year plus a second next year and they run a bike with some other crazy ass shit so um so yeah this is just me complaining about superflex uh rookie dynasty q a sorry let's see uh I want to sell Kamara, but I'm a top three roster. What, what, who should I be targeting? All right, if you're a top three roster, you're competing for a championship. And if you're competing for a championship, you better get something in return that gives you a piece that equally lets you compete for the championship. So, I mean, maybe you could flip him for a running back straight up. Maybe you can get Saquon there. If you can get Saquon, if you could give Kamara plus like, I don't know what kind of picks you got this year. I would give Kamara and uh, and a pick this year for sure for Saquon. I would give Kamara and a first next year for Saquon, something like that. I would definitely, definitely be be looking to do that. How many people in this class would you realistically want on your team? I think there's, I think the first like twelve or thirteen, maybe like fourteen-ish players are probably in a tier of their own. So you have the top five quarterbacks. You have uh, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, and then the wide receivers are the same top five that we've had since pre-draft, where it's Jamar Chase. Um, Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, Jalen Wild, Devonta Smith. And then after that, you can argue like how bad you'd want some of these players. Like for instance, uh, you know, like I want Trey Sermon, of course. I want Terrace Marshall, of course. I want some of those other guys, but like they're not must-haves in my opinion. Are you taking Najee Harris over Jamar Chase in Dynasty? Yes, I am. Najee Harris is my 102 behind Trevor. What's the price tag for DKIUO? At first, I thought that was a stock symbol. Then I thought it was a different language. And now I'm seeing DK, so DK Metcalf, in your opinion. Is that what you mean? You say in your humble-ass opinion from now on when you, when you, when you fucking talk to me. Um, what's the price tag? It should be fucking high. It should be high. He should be a borderline, like, second-round dynasty dream. You listen we saw how fucking good he was last year at russell wilson i refuse to believe that those two as talented as they are don't somehow get back to that form at one point or another within the next year uh and remember dk metcalf was the wide receiver one in dynasty for like a good um half if not 65 70 percent of the season and uh, i think he will get back to that form eventually so yeah uh dk's Price tag shouldn't. He's not a sell high. He's one of the most talented wide receivers that we've seen come out in such a long time. He's really fucking young, tethered to Russell Wilson. So don't overthink this, guys. I understand the second half of the year was a little bit weird, but don't sell DK Metcalf for nothing. In a super flex startup draft, if you had the 101, would you accept the 106 and a third? Uh,. I kind of I kind of like that a lot, yeah. Because I think here's the thing: like the 101, it depends. I mean, the 101 is either probably going to be Christian McCaffrey or Patrick Mahomes. You have to ask yourself: Would you rather? And and the 106, like one, you'll you'll get your choice of quarterbacks. Two, you might end up getting Saquon there. So if you think about like, would you rather have C-Mac or and the third in a dynasty startup draft is really really crucial. So yeah, I would probably take the 106 in the third chain. Come on, big dog, you got to cover some auction strategy come July August. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't do. I don't do auction. I don't play auction stuff in my own right, so I don't actually give advice on it. I'd be out here just lying, just like most people on uh, on Dynasty Twitter and YouTube are doing, pretending they play Dynasty, putting up videos and shit. But we know they don't play. We know they ain't playing that shit. Half PPR tight end premium. Do I trade James Robinson and Noah Fant for Chubb? 
I also have Gaskin, Montgomery, and Hunt. Yeah, I, I would I would take that for sure. Fans in a I mean, one like obviously the, the jump up from Robinson to Chubb is is you can't jump that. I don't care if you're a fucking Olympic broad jumper. You're not even you're not coming close to that. And then uh, no fan. I mean like he's talented, sure, but I don't know. He's a tight end premium doesn't really get me too excited about it because. It's not like he's a big-time pass catcher. He's like a three or four catch a game guy that makes big plays sometimes, and that's not really like a PPR thing for him. Plus now, you know, who knows what's going to happen in Denver at the quarterback position. Cortland Sutton's coming bike. So, yeah, I, w- I would take the Chubb side there, Brendan. Elijah Moore is getting drafted way too late, and I love it. Yeah, uh, where'd he go? I think he went 201 in the draft that we just did, right? 201. I mean, how can how is that late? He went behind Jalen Waddell. That's not late. That's, that's exactly where he should be going. Any worries about A.J. Brown or Jonathan Taylor? Absolutely fucking not. All right, y'all. I'm going to dip out. Thank you for hanging out for the Q&A. Thank you for watching the mock draft. If you want to get into the mock draft, we're going to be doing a ton of mock drafts. If you want to get into actual dynasty leagues, right, if you're new to dynasty or something and you want to get in them, we, uh, we start them up for all the big dogs that are in the Discord. You can get into the Discord on Patreon or you can get into the Discord um, through through our membership site. So bdge.store will have everything you need. bdge.store has got the draft guide. It lets you get into the Discord. It lets you buy some merch. Uh, So I'll see you all there. About to dive back into this monster, get caffeined up, drink some some of that that good juice, and then jump back into the draft guide. So uh, if you have the draft guide already, the players that we have listed already, the players that we did full write-ups on, are, it's on the recent update page, which anybody could actually see right now. If you go to bgd.store and on the top menu it says recent updates, we have done Kadarius Tony, Rashad Bateman, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Kenny Gainwell, Travis Etienne, Dwayne Eskridge, Ramondre Steven God, Kyle Trask, Tutu Atwell, Trey Lance, Shamata Williams, and fully updated Dynasty and Rookie rankings. So we are working hard to make sure we get all the fantasy outlooks updated, hopefully by the end of this weekend, because I know a lot of y'all start your rookie drafts. Uh, already, if not by Sunday. All right, hit thumbs up if y'all enjoyed. I will see you uh, probably tomorrow. I'm going to start cranking out videos again. All I can say is I'm fucking bike, baby. I'm bike. We're in the new headquarters. We ain't going back to Miami ever again. I was so ready to leave Miami and never return to Florida. It's good to be home. Love y'all. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.